Welcome to the Good, the Bad, and the Podcast, the podcast where we take those movies that you love, those movies that you hate, and those movies that you love to watch but hate to tell people that you love to watch them. <laughs> My name is Micah. Hey, I'm Kelly. And I'm Charles, and he was looking at me like he wanted me to say something. Did you no. have a movie in mind? No, I, I got I got tons of movies in my mind, but uh, today we're talking specifically about Kelly's pick. That's right. We are talking about vampire picks today. Yes. Um, <clears throat> should I remind you what they are for all you good of people? Of course. Listening? Okay. So they are Bram Stoker's Dracula, BS Dracula, as Michael likes to call it. <laughs> um, Let the right one in and Twilight. All right. So that's what we're going to be talking about, and of course, I need to. Introduce our, uh, up in the sound booth, we have Mr. Ricky. Hello. <laughs> so if you hear that strange voice, it's, <laughs> it's not in your head. It's a strange guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, do we have anything that we want to cover? Anything that? I think we should just jump right into it, right? Okay, I'm good for that, yeah. It's October, so here we go. Yeah, yeah. okay, all right. Um, so let me start off by asking, we've, kinda, we've sort of been doing this recently, I'm curious to know what you guys think. Um, do you think you know which ones are which? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Absolutely. Do. I do. It out. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like you probably Here, do, Here's why. Here's yep. why. Um, spoiler alert slightly, but I remember, I don't know, it was last year or the year before, you telling me how much you hated, with every fiber of your being, B.S. Dracula. You hated the movie, hated the movie, hated the movie. <laughs> so if it's anything less than your bad pick... <laughs> I'm going to be very disappointed. Well, let's start there. Okay. So well, let's start B.S. Dracula. Okay. Which, from now on, we're just referring it to B.S. Dracula. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, so you are correct. B.S. Dracula yes. is my okay. bad one. I, I toyed with it momentarily, putting as my ugly one, just because there are some times when I just have to laugh out of sheer incredulity, but there's so many that just hurt my soul in it that I, I had to put it as my bad one. And you know, the crazy thing is, if I didn't know from years ago that you hated this movie, I would have been on the fence. Because this is actually, a lot of people love this movie. I know. S- some people think it is the definitive version of Dracula. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, seriously, look it up. Like, it seriously. Is, when I was getting ready for this podcast, and I don't say this too, like, I watched a boatload of vampire movies when I was getting ready to pick this because... It's such a great genre. There's so many to choose from, particularly so many bad ones and ugly ones. Um, I mean, you got Vampire in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. Charles, I mean, he's probably seeing all of them that exist. But well, I do think I, I added because uh, you were still deciding, and I told you about let the right one in. So well, you, you, you added did, to the list. So I don't know. Well, you you did you did say that, but I already you already gonna do it anyway. Yeah. Well, all right. So let's let's go well, with anyway. B.S. Dracula. Okay. So B.S. Dracula. So. My, I have a lot of problems with this movie, but the biggest problem is that I love the story of Dracula. I love the gothic novel. I mean, it's it's the introduction of the character to the world, basically, um, for all fictional purposes. Um, the book is amazing. It is so good. It's mm-hmm. it's just very dark and spooky, and with all this rich language, and and it's it's interesting. But the but Dracula, and he's been remade this way many many times over since then. But he. He's not a sympathetic character. He is a figure of unspeakable evil. And but which, uh, what do you think, what movie is the closest to the book, though? Out of, out of any movie, is there one that you think is... Well, it, I hate to say it, but this one is probably the closest to the book in terms of plot events that happen, minus all the... Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. Um, minus all the weird stuff with Dracula and Mina. Like, that 
is nowhere at all in the story whatsoever. Um, <laughs> sorry, my cords are out of control here. Um, it sounds like a creepy Dracula <laughs> sound effect right there. <laughs> that was the headphone cord being dragged across the tape. Oops, my Dracula, he's here. Um, <laughs> no, so so it probably is. I mean, in terms of the storyline, all the all the all the elements are there. I mean, and and usually in Dracula movies, you don't um, you don't see the the trio of heroes who are all vying for Lucy's affections. You know, Quincy T. Morris and and Arthur Holmwood and um, Doctor Seward. They're kind of absent from most tales, and I like that they're in it. But that's another problem. Is all of their characters, and really all the characters in general in this movie, are, are distilled down into these very cheapened, cartoony, sketchy, one-dimensional versions of, of the characters that they actually are in the oh, story. I gotcha, yeah. Like, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that I'm, I'm currently reading the book, uh, so I haven't gone all the way through, but I know the gist of the story. And, I mean, just the character of Harker himself, there's so much more depth in the novel... Yeah. And no, no, I don't want to get into the whole novel versus story or movie. Well, Keanu Reeves is definitely the. <laughs> but you got Keanu <laughs> Reeves, oh gosh, so terrible. that's that's kind of the nail in the coffin. <laughs> well, it just whoa, nail I, in the nice coffin. pun there, Mike. Nice. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> okay, so you got it. You got it. Um, that was a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Keanu, thanks for joining us in the booth. You today. gotta say whoa, whoa. man. Whoa. whoa. I feel like we talked about Keanu Reeves last time too, didn't we? I don't know. Yeah. We talked about the Matrix, dude. Yeah, two times ago we did have a long Keanu Reeves discussion. Oh, yeah, yeah. But sorry, derailing. No, yeah. no. So it's you know, and and I, I won't make it a, a book versus movie thing either. But but the problem is not the problem is not that it doesn't follow the book. It the problem is that it just took so many liberties with it. You know, you can't. I, well, can you give a synopsis first? Yes, I. For can. For those of you that have not seen the movie or read the book or. Any kind of or been out of pop culture for the past 110 years. Welcome back to Earth. Yes, (laughs) we've missed you. Go ahead. So, so this. All right. So you start out with with Jonathan Harker, who is kind of this um, real estate solicitor, lawyer, kind of one of those old world professions that nobody really has anymore. And he goes to Transylvania to try to aid Count Dracula, who is this wealthy, mysterious um, count. Um, and he's buying up a bunch of properties in London, and so Jonathan Harker goes over there to help him with the, the legal side of the business transaction. And he sees, you know, of course, goes on a spooky ride through the Carpathian Mountains and ends up in his home, and it starts all these bizarre happenings occur, and, and he, he meets this, this bevy of vampire beauties who, who, wow. who, who torment him physically and emotionally. And uh, he has to flee with his life back to uh, get to his fiance, Mina Harker, or Mina Murray, um, who is back in London waiting for him. And so the story, you know, you it's it's told through letters mostly, and so and they carry that over through the movie too, which is kind of cool. Yeah, the actual um, book is told through letters and diary entries, and yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have the Jonathan Harker aspect where he meets Dracula, and all this is unfolding, and then you have a separate. Um, plot where Mina, his fiance, is has gone to stay with her friend Lucy, um, and <clears throat> yeah, they they just kind you know they're old friends, and it, w- once Jonathan escapes and Dracula comes back to London, Dracula starts to visit. I say that with quotes around it. 
um, <clears throat> because he visits her in the biblical sense, or rather the anti-biblical yeah. sense, uh, Lucy, and starts to turn her... Cool name for a band. <laughs> <laughs> the anti-biblical sense. Um, but he, he starts making that. her one of his yes, concubines. exactly, which Anto er, uh, Anthony Hopkins says <laughs> So, yeah, so vividly. So... So yes, you know that. So that's happening, and then Lucy has this trio of suitors who are all vying for her love. One's a doctor, one's a Texan. That's like his only descriptor, and the one is. And he has a Bowie knife. Yes, yeah. he has a Bowie knife, and like and in the movie time. he wears tassels. Yeah, like, like every Texan. Texan. <laughs> they issue it to you at birth, I think. And, and, and can we talk about like all the crazy cheesy Texan sayings that he says through the entire thing? He's like, "Wow, Miss Lucy, you're hotter than a jackrabbit on a you know and, like they're, they're just yeah, that's about right. Ridiculous, ridiculous. And so they 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 they're hunting Dracula down. They try to find him. And so what what is this? What is so bad about this movie? I can't quite put my finger on it for real. Like. <laughs> Because okay, you mean aside from the opening scene of people just being impaled left and right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like three hundred did that well. Um, no, but but, but it's done all in sh but shadow. You've, you've I mean, got like some of the greatest actors, minus Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder. But you've got some of the greatest actors in this movie. You've got you Gary Oldman. You got some of the greatest actors overacting in this movie is what you got. Yes. But you've also got a great director. You've got so many good things, and it's a gorgeous film. Like the visuals are really stunning. Well, they are, but but it's. I mean, you kind of said it right there. It's just so much. They're trying to cram so much. So it's like a huge star-studded cast. Plus, you know, everything is hypersaturated, and there's everything is everything that can be overlaid will be overlaid. There's like eyeballs on mountains, on letters, on you know. Yeah, they did a lot of transition <laughs> shots. So like, well, what was the what's the deal with his hairdo when he's the? It's when shaped he's like a bra. I'm just gonna say, well, <laughs> like, a like a bra with a tail. It reminds me of Little Mickey. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, like Leslie Nielsen did a good spoof of it in Dracula Dead and Loving It. Like, they, he yeah. has that hair and he just takes it off as if it's a hat. It's, <laughs> it's like he, he's like, "Can I take your coat?" No, you can have my hat. It's like it's pretty funny. That but. Is, yeah. Okay, see that that is hilarious, but just the mo I mean, that that's the thing. Like, it takes <clears> so many. It it reads. It takes these characters. It cheapens them down into something that's ridiculous to watch. I mean, Van Helsing is kind of a, a, an interesting character in the book, but they make him, they make all the characters larger than life and yet somehow smaller than life. When did this come out? 93, 92? 92. So Anthony Hopkins had just played an award, Academy mm -hmm. Award winning character he's in right Sons of the Lambs. And here he is, like, he's terrible in this movie. Am I crazy? Like, he's, no, he is he's so bad. over yeah. the top and silly. And I don't think Gary Oldman's good in this movie. I don't either. Oh, he's too much. How is that possible? They took the Dracula movie, then took a bunch of LSD and said, let's make a movie. Yes. Or, like, what was the whole part where they were drinking absinthe in his quarters and she's like wearing a scarlet hussy gown and, and they're like <laughs> dancing around? I mean, the whole thing is, is it's very it's, strange. It's, it's visually interesting. That's the best it, way I could say it. It is. But you, but you can't, you can't, I, I would have been fine. Like, most of what I'm saying right now could have been overlooked by me if they would have just called it something else like you know like that that recent one with the guy from the hobbit movies at dracula untold like if they would have just called like let you know somehow that that you know that they know that they're taking liberties with this movie but when you call something bram stoker's dracula and then you totally remove the most central themes of it it's like it's it's mm -hmm. just annoying to me it'd be like calling 
the Anne of Green Gables movie. Ellen Montgomery's Anne of Green Gables, except Anne is not like 12 and not an innocent red-haired gal, but she's you know, 20 and she's a prostitute. Just kidding. We thought this would be a more compelling story. No, I see what you mean because you, you <laughs> by the end of it, you kind of feel a little bit for Dracula and you're not supposed to feel for Dracula. No, it would be like if they did a Freddy movie and at the end of it, you're like, oh, that poor guy. He was just trying to molest children. But exactly. they did that. That's the problem. God. Some of the sequels did that. Really? <laughs> and they got, oh, no. they got really terrible. <laughs> so, But it was the sequels and not the original they, ones. And J- Jason Goes to Hell was really <laughs> cameo with uh... I'm a big fan of Freddy versus Jason myself but we're totally derailing her <laughs> now, her BS Dracula let me, story let me say something about Francis Ford Coppola too because you were saying Charles that this is coming off Anthony Hopkins uh, of the heels of Silence of the Lambs well it's almost like taking a reversal for Francis Ford Coppola because he's coming off the heels of Godfather Part 3 the, you know the good one <laughs> <laughs> and so he was the purpose this the purpose of this movie was to revitalize his career. He was trying to re- revitalize his career. I feel like you said the same thing about Wes Craven. No, uh, but what I think he was what he was going for. He was trying to go for the visual aspect, and like you said, Kelly, just kind of drowned the story. Now the best thing about this movie is Roman Coppola, his son. He actually. They wanted to do a lot of the visual effects in post, doing it digitally, and he said, no, I wanted to do it uh, actual effects, what, what's it called, um, practical, practical practical effects. And uh, he hired his son, Roman, to do it, who had no movie experience at all, and he basically put it together as a amateur would put it together, as a, you know, as a kid would put it together. Okay, well, I guess we can project the map onto Keanu Reeves' face, and we can project the eyes, and let's do a miniature train right here, and and that's how they put it together. So I think that actually kind of made it a little interesting. Yeah. And Keanu Reeves, he was awesome. Dude, there, there are so he, many, so many. He questions tried. I was asking you earlier why. Poor, why poor Keanu tried. I know it's a stress or being I, deal with vampires, but it made him look even more ridiculous. It and, did. and he had some really bad delivery and a bad British yeah. accent, and mm-hmm. yeah. Like when he looked out the window and he like sees the guy, there's the man, but he's old now. <laughs> like, like, like he's what? Grown young. He's yeah, he's grown. Yeah, that's right, that's right. It's like what? Yeah, he's grown young. I so. agree. That Whoa. was insane. That was and that's just horrible. It's, yeah. Mm. And I actually, I'll say this: like the casting was kind of bizarre all around, but I, I did like. I know you don't agree, but I kind I, of you would say it. You don't but I just, agree. I just know you're go- not going to. Um, I think Winona Ryder was a decent choice for Mina. And to- or Anthony Hopkins could have been a decent Van Helsing, too, if he just wouldn't have gone haywire with it. He was yeah. kind of like a like a planet, like a mad scientist kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Like, even the opening scene, <laughs> when they're like, there's, you know, that whole thing. It's yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know if that's a real thing or not, but it was very creepy. One weird. more thing I want to say about Dracula, and we probably mo- need to move on. Is it, su- okay, it's set in Victorian England. Is it supposed to be an allegory for sexual repression? Because I didn't get that, or I'm not getting that from reading the book, but the movie is kind of overt about that. Well, I think they definitely amped that up. I mean, the the act of, of sucking the blood and, and, and everything, I think there's, a, even in, this, in the book, in the story, it's kind of there between the lines, but they definitely don't make as big of a, you know, bonking you over the head with it. Yeah. It's as sexual as they do in the movie. I mean, it put... <laughs> 
like the scene where where Lucy, where Dracula first comes to Lucy, and he's in that crazy gorilla wolf <laughs> costume, and she's yeah. wearing the red cape and like the flouncing all over the place. Yeah. And it's just, it was just <laughs> like. Why are you laughing? Because I'm picturing the movie. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, yeah, it was. I love how many different like costumes Gary Oldman had I to wear know. for this, and, <laughs> and the sensual wolf petting, you where their hands are like. Ever overlapping ever so he much. He likes you. Yes. Oh, All right, so. I'm just, I'm crying thinking about it because he's so. There's crazy. a lot about this movie, but uh, moving on. Yes, okay, so I guess let's, let's go on. I think we've sucked that movie dry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How your, many of those your, puns your, do you have? Your puns oh, are on point. Dust that off, man. <laughs> it's ancient. Um, <laughs> all right, do you guys want to move on to my ugly pick? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so my ugly pick, of course, is Twilight. Mm. And Yummy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I s- you got to give a synopsis, but before you do, I want to be on record. I don't hate Twilight like everyone else does. I, I don't know. I think I the first one is not my favorite. My favorite would probably be Eclipse, but <coughs> but go ahead. I'm sorry. Give a synopsis real quick. Got to do a synopsis. Go ahead. Give the synopsis, okay. and I'll weigh in. All right. I, I will agree, though. I, I don't hate it as much as most people do, but... um. Okay, so in Twilight we have we have young gal Bella. She is a seventeen year old or, or so, and she uh, moves to Forks, Washington, a town with a very small population, to live with her dad. Her parents are divorced, and she's coming from Phoenix um, to live with him. And she's kind of a loner, and much ado is made about her clumsiness and her general ineptitude. But yet, but yet, strangely, well, okay, never mind. That's I, I digress. I feel so like that was an interesting aside. <laughs> I'll, I'll come back to it later. Okay, okay. Um, so she 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 moves to a new high school and um, becomes kind of strangely popular. And uh, she notices this this group of of you know beautiful white clad. <laughs> that wasn't a cough. That was suppressing a laughter. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> oh, I knew. Um, I know what it was. I'm looking at you. <laughs> uh, so she, her her friends tell her about these other students who look. Much older than they are, and they're all beautiful. And uh, she's like, "Who's they?" And, and she is. She finds out that they are the Cullens, and <laughs> they're very mysterious, and nobody really knows much about them. I wish we were videoing this because Micah <laughs> cannot keep a straight face. He's covering up his his face with his hands. I'll just, I'll, I'll just I'll, yeah. I'll tell you. I'll describe it scene by scene. Yeah. And go. And to Micah's hands and look into his face. Okay, go ahead. Um. So try to keep it together. Yeah. Keep it together. Keep it together. Keep it together. Yeah. So, so Bella meets Edward, who is one of the Cullens, um, closest to her own age, and they are lab partners. That's how they meet. He is instantly repulsed by her. And yeah, he can't even be around her. No, yeah. exactly. He, he, she thinks that he completely hates her, and uh, so. But then, uh, events transpire, and and he displays feats of strength, and she begins to question his identity. Could he be supernatural? Are you just a regular girl at school? And uh, they they blossom into this. Friendship slash love and uh, yeah, v- uh, vampiric problems arise. A, a rival gang of vampires comes to town and tries to eat Bella, and so on and so forth. And the Colons are going to stick up for her. Yes, because she's vampiric. And I almost lost a reason of vampiric problems. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of vampiric them, like, problems. You mean like sparkling in the sunlight? Is yes. That? Okay, so. Um, Shall we? Shall we? Uh, we shall. Shall we take a bite out of <laughs> this? <shall>. No. <laughs> oh man! Really? Sink your teeth in. Let's sink our teeth into this. All right. So, 
Um, I agree. I, I agree that I don't. I don't hate Twilight. I really don't hate Twilight. Uh, I've read all the books. Yeah, I'll, I'll admit I have read every single one of the books. Okay. I've seen all the movies except the last one. I haven't seen the last one. You're don't not really a fan. care You're to. Not a fan. Um, Poser. <clears throat> I went to see him in the movie theater. Yeah, I, me too. Me too. Um, partly because they're fun. Mm-hmm. They're really fun, and I'll tell you when my when Laura and I were watching this, when my wife and I were watching this, uh, we yeah we've seen. Does it she wants you to admit this before you do. Oh yeah, yes <laughs> she will. Marriage football. We were cracking up. I know. I, I haven't laughed that much in a movie in a long time because it is so ridiculous. Yes, melodramatic times ten. Yeah, I think New uh, Moon is the silliest one when they started really doing the whole love story with. Uh-huh. The, Yes, the triangle. Yes. And I just and so I think I think the whole the whole concept is just ridiculously funny because it's basically pedophilia. You know, he's you know, he's a he's a hundred and something year old man. He's a hundred and something year old man and he's got the he's got the hots for the seventeen year old and they they all hang around the high school, (laughs) you know? Like it's a little creepy. But so the idea is really the older they stay the same. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> so, just the uh, just the idea of it, and yeah, they're so melodramatic, and oh, oh I can't stand to be around her. She's my own personal heroine. Yes. Oh, uh, let me throw her on my back and shimmy up a tree. <laughs> you know. I love it. Hey, if and, I could do that, I would certainly. Give okay, it a now go. for the first one, I watched the movie before I read the book, and so I'm watching the movie. My wife read the book. And so she sat down and she said, okay, let's watch the movie. So I'm watching the movie and I'm thinking, okay, this is pretty ridiculous, but it's a vampire and vampires are awesome. So let's keep on going with this. Mm-hmm. And then they get to the scene and where he says, I want to show you what I really look like. Yes. And so they're walking and they're slowly yes. walking. And this is what I think is going to happen. The first time I'm ever watching, I'm like, all right, now we're going to see some real vampire stuff go down. Yep. He's going to walk out into the sun. This is new. Okay, I got it. But he's going to be all decrepit, skeleton, flesh hanging off. You know, I thought like <laughs> this is what I this is what a vampire really is. Now, how would you ever want to be with me? And he turns around, and I'm like, okay, so is the shimmering when he's changing into his form? When's the shimmering going to stop? And then the shimmering doesn't stop, and I realize, what? And that was the point when I said, this is not a vampire movie. And later on in the series. It doesn't become a vampire movie. It becomes an X-Men movie. They sure, all have their all own powers. Yes. It's an X-Men movie. Yep. It, 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 it becomes where X-Men, where they all have their own powers and they have to learn to fight together. True. So that's my big thing about Twilight. I'll step back. It, I, I totally agree with everything you just said. I actually, it reminded me more of Underworld, especially some of the later ones where it's like werewolf, the lichens and the vampires. It's like a PG-13 Underworld. Yeah, well, yeah, that's interesting too. That's, that's pretty good comparison. Thank you. Scott from Felicity, or whatever his name is, Scott Friedman. In the, um, in the first one, so I don't think he was in the sequel. Well, he was in the sequel. He yeah. was? Mm-hmm. All of them? Uh, I know the second one. I haven't seen the third one. Well, <laughs> the other thing I'll say, what makes it ugly is because Kristen Stewart's <laughs> acting, and I know she's received a lot of flack for this, so I, I'm sorry, girlfriend, but she, her, her acting is just so, so bad. The best part of the movie to me 
<laughs> that, that was my impression of her acting in the movie, just mouth sounds. Pretty accurate. Well, yeah. it's like a lot of sighing, heavy breathing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of... Biting lips. But the best part of the movie is at the end when, when she's in the hospital bed, and I know this has been parodied a bunch of times, but he's like, well, it's obvious I have to leave you now. And she's like, no, I can't eat. No, you just can't. You know, and she goes off on this like uncomfortably long stutter, mm -hmm. stuttering thing. It's, like, it's called oh. acting. <laughs> she was staying in the scene. It was really it's what felt. You know, well, she really moved me. Right. Yeah. yeah, me too. Right. Oh, gosh. Well, all right. Charles, uh, you haven't added much on this subject. Would you care to weigh in on Twilight? Twilight in particular? Or? Yes. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I, I don't hate the series. I think I think it got better as it went along. I, now, you said you haven't seen the last movie, but you've seen part one. You've seen like I've seen part one, but I've read the book. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of hated the movie split up movie. The last movie's like, it's kind of annoying. But the, la the part two sucks. I hate it. Really? Like yeah, I think I think the, the first uh, Breaking Dawn Part Two. Yeah, I actually like Part One, but like the first Twilight and the last Twilight are the worst of the series. I think. Well, maybe New Moon, but all that really leaves is Eclipse. <laughs> um, I like I like Eclipse. Is what I'm saying. I was um, genuinely going to ask, how many of these movies are there? <laughs> there's five of them. Yep. Really? There's four books and five movies. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I actually, like I said, I started to like the characters. Um. But anyway, the, I think, I, I, like I said, the first one's not the worst, but it had like almost a different style from the rest of them. It, it did. It's a, it's yeah. a, it even looks different. Like the rest of them were kind of more, I guess as it got more popular and all that, they kind of, well, different directors, different takes on it. They, they changed the makeup in, the, in New Moon and onwards. Like uh, in the first one, Bella didn't wear really any makeup at all, and it almost seemed like there was more of a... Kind of a blue hue. There was, for sure. Like a more of an indie vibe to it. It seemed lower budget. Like Well, it was um, Catherine... Um, Hardwick? Yeah. Yeah, Catherine Hardwick, who had done, um, what was her movie before that? 13? She did Lords yeah. of Dogtown. But what was the one that she did with uh, Nikki Reed? 13, yeah, 13. I can't see. Which Peter, was so it's just kind of this Yeah, Lords voice. of Dogtown. He's literally the that's, edge of the window. He's that's all, yeah. <laughs> Lords of Dogtown and 13 were very indie movies, and that's what she was kind of known for. And I like some of the shots, like she chose, like, uh, when at the very end, when the characters getting their their uh, head ripped off, it's like in the background, out of focus. When Bella's like laying die, yeah. it's kind of cool. very strange. They're like they, know, they like hop on her. Like, but I love off. how they say, I love how they they stop uh, Edward and they say, Edward, no, you can't do this. This isn't us. Come on, let's go over here and rip <laughs> this guy apart and dance around yeah. his burning body. Yeah. yeah, but I'm saying like, Irony. but that that suddenly felt like a different movie. Like all of a sudden, it was like, oh yeah, these crazy people. Um, but yeah, I, I the oh last one gosh. is the worst, I think, by far. Okay. Um, I think it's it because the last one basically had this whole like battle scene that's really violent for a PG 13 movie. I mean, like, people are getting heads ripped off, body parts mutilated, all this stuff, and then it's all it was really just a dream, or like kind of a, a they flash back, it was a vision, and I'm like, you suck. <laughs> like, well, because I remember in the book reading it going, all right, when's it gonna go down? Because the entire Half of the book, they're building up to this oh, fight yeah. scene, and then it ends up the the climax is just them kind of talking it out and going, yes. "All right, you go over in your side, we'll go on our side. Everything's cool." Fake joke. Yeah, it's really it's really frustrating. But that's what happens. It's it like, is so really it's just frustrating. A vision, it's like ah, really. I, it's like one of those movies I almost walked out. 
Yeah. But other than um, that, I, I don't I don't hate the series. Now here's what Twi- especially Twilight one and the New Moon. Here's what they got going for them: the soundtrack. True. The soundtrack is killer. It is. I I like the choice of muse for kind of the the undead theme or you know the feel. Mm-hmm. They, they mm-hmm. hit that right on the head. I thought you were gonna say like shirtless werewolves. And <laughs> There's a whole lot of whole lot no. of that too. First one doesn't have any shirtless werewolves, so. Well, should we? Should we? We've probably run over a little bit. Do you want to move on to the good? No, let's just skip that for this episode. All right, <laughs> All right. we're done, guys. Um, yes. Yeah, the good. Okay, so my good one is Left Right Wing. Which you just watched for the first time. I did. That's but amazing. It had been, you know, I was going back and forth on this one. I could not decide what my good one should be. Um, uh, you know, I, I watched a lot of movies, and, and but... And this one, I, I'd wanted to watch it for so long, and I finally did, and I'm so glad that I did. And it, if anyone's listening and you haven't seen this movie, you should absolutely go and watch it. It's streaming on Netflix. We're going to say that from this point on, spoiler alert. And go ahead and give us a synopsis, Oh, too. yes, okay. Because there is a lot of recent. good twists yeah. in the movie. True. And, and uh, most of what I want to say won't spoil anything, but... Oh, I'm going to spoil not, the heck out of not, it. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, then. You, cat's out of the bag. Micah's going to ruin it for you. But... Um, yeah, it's just a great movie. I the reason I like it so much is because it does right everything that Twilight tries to do and falls short of doing mm-hmm. in terms of teen paranormal romance. You know, like um, for one thing, it is in Swedish, um, and you you know you watch the subtitles, and sometimes uh, sometimes that can kind of lessen Strike. the enjoyment. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. distract a little bit because you're focused on like reading it and you're kind of not really watching or. Or that you can tell something was just translated and it probably was a simplification of what's really being said. But I didn't feel like that in this movie. Um, I thought it was really great. Um, there was just this dismal, quiet mm-hmm. creepiness. And, and you know, I'm getting goosebumps yeah. just thinking about it. Um, and it, it's a very slow burner of a movie. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not an action-packed vampire movie. So if that's what you're watching it for, then you might be a little disappointed. But it's... It, so good. I mean, the ki- the two lead characters. This okay. So synopsis would be: um, there's this this young twelve year old boy, um, Oscar, <coughs> and he is he's being bullied at school. He's kind of a, a loner. He has sort of a questionable home life. His parents are split up, and he's kind of going back and forth. And he just feels sort of at sea, I think. And then this new girl, also twelve, moves into the apartment building next to him or above him or something, and they kind of form this tenuous friendship um, and they are there for each other in you know in their mutual times of need and they kind of learn things from each other and teach each other things but what I like about it is oh um, and I'll, I'll say this too because it's not you can read this in the synopsis but um, the girl is is a vampire um, and yeah and they led on to that really early yes, in the movie yes and you 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 figure out she's a vampire. What you don't know is whether she's ever going to tell him, or whether he's going to figure it out, or whether something crazy is going to go down. And you don't immediately know the relationship with the older man that lives with her, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that he's kind of her her caretaker. Carrier. Yeah, because he he basically goes out and gets he kills people, drains their blood, funnels it into a milk jug, and takes it back for her for to yes to live. But he's like fumbling. He's starting screwing up more and more. Yeah, when he does that. Yeah. So. It's just it's it doesn't try to it they don't the writers don't try to make the kids' relationship any more mature than it would be at their the two twelve year olds they're two twelve year olds they're more friends than anything else but it has this very cute sweetness to it because they you know they're 
quote unquote going steady and it's just really well I like yeah how he says will, will you go steady with me and she says what does that mean what do I have to do and he, she, he, he replies nothing it just means you're my girlfriend Exactly. We don't, nothing changes. And I like that because that's what 12-year-olds do. Exactly. It's, it's, it just feels really real. Their connection, I mean, the acting between the two people is really great. You feel like it's really unfolding. You're not and, – and something that happens in Twilight, which isn't necessarily as bad in the books, but in the movies, it's just like Bella moves there and boom, they're in love. And, like, they hate each other, but they love you so much I can't think of anything else besides you. And you just – it doesn't show their relationship developing. It just tells you that it has developed. And in Let the Right One In, you really see their friendship blossoming. Mm-hmm. You see that they need each other more and more, you know, as friends and as, you know, to fill the holes mm-hmm. in their lives. And, man, it's just so good. Now, to so so that we can take a step back and realize that, because in this, while you're saying in the synopsis, it does sound like that kind of like, um, I don't know, an after-school special in a way, like oh, these two people need each other. True, no. but it's but but it is not. No, it's not because it is very gory, very yes. gritty, and uh, you have you're reminded quite often that uh, Ellie is the girl's name. Ellie is a vampire, and she hunts people. She yep. kills people brutally, mm-hmm. uh, and so there's also this kind of mystery going. It's not really a mystery, but all the adults are going are trying to figure out who, how are these people dying, and... And some of the worst scenes in the movie are with the adults, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, the, that's... the cat scene. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. What is that? Yes. We're catching on fire. <laughs> yeah, and and then also right. at the same yeah. time, Oscar is getting really horribly bullied. Yes. I mean, his, like, yeah. his life is threatened. They're hitting him with switches and yeah, all that and stuff. like, threatening to push him in the ice. And, yeah. yeah. So, you got that, but... And and she Ellie to, to kind of keep going off your point like she's very unapologetic about what she is. Yeah, she's just she kind of doesn't understand his ways. On the one hand, mm-hmm. I do like it, the fact that she's like starving and her stomach's growling. She feels horrible, but she's not eating Oscar. She yeah. doesn't try to kill him. I think so. She has. That's another w- the way that the movie shows that she cares about him. And this is this is very interesting too because and this is why it I think it is the best pick. Because so you agree with this best vampire movie, or just for her? Well, out of these three, okay, okay, um, it is it's the best because it it shows because you don't you never know Ellie's true intentions. Mm-hmm. It does she care for Oscar, or is she just using him because she knows she needs a replacement? Because I'm not sure if you picked up on this, and here here's where the spoilers come. I'm not sure if you picked up on this, but after the father dies, mm-hmm. and later on. That was you in quotes, start, by the way. He said father. Yeah, and that quotations, was also quote father. That I just yeah. Said. Um, at the end of it, basically, Oscar runs away from home with Ellie, you know, to take care of Ellie. Mm-hmm. And you realize at that moment, oh, that father, and, well, I'll get to that. That father was actually probably, he was probably a 12 year old boy just like Oscar at one point, and she befriended him. And, and Oscar's basically committed to this life that's going to end in him dying and being replaced. Because did you notice the father, he is, if you, if you think about it, the times when he's saying, Ellie, I don't, I don't like you being with that boy. He's not saying it as concern. He's saying it out of jealousy. Yes. He doesn't. Interesting. Because, yeah. yeah well, I think, I think in the original Because he novel, says, can you do me a favor, 
don't see him tonight. Not, I command you. He's And the thing is, like, in, I think in the original novel, that was a weirder relationship, like pedophilia mm-hmm. almost. Oh, really? Kind of thing. But they didn't they didn't have that in the movie, which I think probably works in its favor. Um, but in the, um, I'm trying to think of how it, because there's an American remake um, that. Let it, me in. Yeah, have you seen it? You seen no, but I read a lot about they it. They changed yeah. the, the relationship a little bit there, too. But um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't. I, who's using who, really? I mean, if even if he's going to be her servant from now on out, like, she is protecting him, giving him a good life. Uh, you know, so that's the question. Who is using who? Because and they really she, seem to care about each and other. She did save him from the bullies. In one of the coolest scenes. I thought the, the pool oh, scene is yeah, awesome. The, yeah, the pool the scene. The sound design, everything is really great. Uh-huh, that is amazing. i got to ask this question. A little delicate. Um the scene where she's changing. Oh yeah. Okay. That so is very awkward. What are they saying there? Like I've, I I've read heard, about this. I did too. So are they saying that Ellie is was born a boy? Okay. So in the cast, novel, is she is she biologically male? Yeah. In the novel, she was born a male, but at the same time, she became a vampire. Her, or I don't know, abuser or whatever actually castrated the boy, and so now she's androgynous. And that's how they actually cast the Ellie. It doesn't go into detail in either the Swedish or the American version. Yeah, I don't think the American version it, does it at all. But it basically hints that she doesn't have any heart. You know, that's interesting because I didn't, I didn't really notice that, to be perfectly honest. But it makes sense because of all the times she says, Oscar, I'm not a girl. And you kind of think that she, you assume she means, I'm not a girl, I'm a vampire. You know, I'm not a demon yeah. girl. But, but she actually means she's not anything. Yeah. But it, she's it, not it, a girl It's pretty vague. And yeah. and that's another thing. I Like I said, I think in the book, her relationship with the older guy and her being biologically male, there was a lot of interesting things going on there that are really just hinted at in the movie. Hmm. But you also, you know, when she, she kind of, you know, do you look at it as a mercy kill when she throws him out the window of the hospital? Yeah, her, her protector. She didn't seem to have any emotion. So but how do you read her there? Because she didn't have any emotion. See, that's why I'm picking up on. She's still a vampire. She's still got to eat. Girls got to eat, and she and vampires have that. By nature, here I'm talking to like you know I know one, but by nature <laughs> they have just the self-serving mindset. So in my in my mind, I think that she really didn't care about the dad, and she's just like, oh, you're kind of done for here. I'm gonna. Get your blood. You're out of here. I'm moving on to some. Okay, but does she care about Oscar? Blood, are you saying? Blood. Are you saying she doesn't care about Oscar either? Uh-uh. I don't See, think I she think, does. I think it could maybe be no. half and half. Like she cares about Oscar, but didn't really care about the other guy. I think uh, maybe she has some sort of re- connection to him, but I think she had that same sort of connection with the older, with her older guy, when he was twelve, and then time went on, and she was like, okay. I'm done with this toy. I need to move on. Just, to but it just seemed like their relationship was so It's like different. your relationship with your phone. Me specifically? Well, just anybody. <laughs> when you get a new phone, you love your phone, and then it starts to get older, and starts to, the features don't work anymore, and and then depressing. a new phone, is, com- a new really phone comes out. Apple yeah. does it on purpose. Yeah, Apple, this, that's right. Is this? Wait a minute. Hold on. I, I, I kind of see where you're going, except... At this point, I like to think our sponsors. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, no, but I... I, really, I I think they show repeatedly that she cares about Oscar. I I think in different ways. Like the fact that okay, when he first met her, or the second time he met her, whatever, he told her she smelled. Remember that? Oh yeah. And then she went and fed and came back and she asked him, "Do I smell better now?" And it implies does she mm. did she did she is it because she fed and she she smells better when she's not 
hungry? Or is it because she tried to clean herself up for him? I think that scene's kind of pivotal. Like, I think she's trying with him. I think that this is a good movie because we're discussing this so in depth and we've got different views. I think that's what makes it a really good movie. The the American one is not as good. I was was going to say that earlier. Like, the American one, very similar plot, except it starts out in the middle of the action. Oh, really? Like, it starts out at the hospital. And then and there's a detective that's added in there Mm. trying to figure out this mystery. And then it flashes back. Because the Swedish one is more from the kids' perspective. Right, that's the thing. It keeps you... It, it it's like you're entirely from the child's perspective. It's it's very. This is kind of a weird analogy. It's almost like ET. Like mm-hmm. you're seeing the the vampires, no, like that. he yeah. like he saw the alien. You know, it's like the the magic and wonder of being a kid. You're not looking at her as being this horrible creature. He sees her as his friend. Yeah. And and that's the thing. It's like that's so true. the American one I think messed that up because they started you in the middle of the action. You're in the hospital scene and you don't really know the characters. This one is like you learn them and you discover them with the kid, and that makes it such a better movie. Something else that out of these three that makes it a better movie is that it sticks true to the vampire lore. Uh, she can't be on the sun. I mean, with we, we saw with that lady that got turned into a vampire, she instantly caught on fire. Yes, uh, she has all the same weaknesses, all the same strengths, and I really like the addition to. I mean, it's called "Let the Right One In." basing it on the vampire lore that they can't enter a room until they're invited in. Mm-hmm. And I love that scene. I think that it was such a cool idea with that scene where she, he says, oh, you're a vampire. Well, and he just kind of motions for her. He doesn't actually invite her. What's going to happen when I do? You know, he's kind of like playing with her a little bit. And there's that stubbornness there. And That's yeah, amazing. And so she walks in and they're kind of standing there a while and then she st- just starts pouring blood from every orifice. And he's like, no, no, no I, I let you in. I let you in. I let you in. And he's just... That, that was a really great scene because you never really see that addressed and you always, ca- or at least I yeah. always kind of wondered like, why can't this win? What happens if they don't? And yeah. But she went into the hospital. I never just said that when she goes up to the counter and asks that. The lady. Oh. Now at the window, she asked if she could be in, but at the thing, she walked up to the lady at the desk and was Oh, you're right. Her. And I was like, how did she get in that? Isn't it just homes though? I thought it was just like there but was. But she had to be let into the hospital room from the window. Remember she's Remember tapping she's on the like window? Late, like he. He's, like He's on his her. deathbed, and, and he has to stand up. And yeah. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that's true. I don't they didn't show her feet were, like, wet when she was, like, backing out. So I didn't know if she was starting to, like, have a meltdown or, like, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? It shows, yeah. like, close up of her feet. I didn't know why her feet were so wet. And if that was kind of like she was trying to hide that she couldn't be in there. These were good picks, Kelly. Thank you. It was a good broad range, and I also got to see what vampires are supposed to be in... Uh, let the right one in. Mm-hmm. I, What's I mean, your even, favorite vampire movie? Your best vampire movie? I love Interview with a Vampire personally. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it, it, I don't know, I don't know if I would say it's the best. I'd have to really think about that. But Interview with the Vampire is so good because you 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 go from with Brad Pitt's character, you get the full like um, I don't know emotion mm-hmm. of becoming a vampire and you know that. That one, before I watched Let the Right One In, that was one of the front runners for what I was going to say is a good one. It is a really good one. i got to say Bela Lugosi, Lugosi's Dracula, 1931. Yeah. I think that's... <clears> the that's Lost Boys. Lost Boys is pretty good. No, it's pretty good because vampires, they're evil in that one. You know, um, Another one... So really, if a vampire has to be evil for you to enjoy, is that conscious? Vampires are evil. Well, well, I think, the va- I think that they could show a range of emotions, but at the core, they're going to be... 
<laughs> At the core, they're going to be evil and self-serving. Uh, another one that I would put on my list of in my top five of vampire movies is uh, Nosferatu. Yes, okay. From 1923. Yeah, well, silent movie like by F. Uh, what is his name? German. Murnau. Is it Murnau? Mur- F. Yeah. M. Murnau? F. M. Murnau. Something yeah. like that? Anyway. <laughs> well, is that his name? How do you say it? We're totally butchering it. And my <laughs> computer's dead, so somebody could IMDb that. Uh, it is so stinking creepy because of what they had to work with, and they did a lot of jump shots and the work with the shadows and his fingers. But they, And you know, the, the B.S. Dracula had some shots like that where he, he was, did. Where Keanu Reeves was shaving, and then he was all of a sudden behind him, and they... Yep. I, you could tell they were inspired by that, but I don't know. But I think I have not, they did it better in 1920. I have not three. read the book, so I don't know if that was described in the book or if that was something made for Nosferatu, and then Francis Ford Coppola is just referencing that movie because he's a, you know, obviously a film, huge film person. So it, actually, he looks, the way he looks in Nosferatu is better fits his description in the book. Yeah, I don't think there's any reference to him ever being this like handsome. But I mean, I mean that the sti- I mean the style. Like, there's a shot in Nosferatu where he's in a doorway, then all of a sudden he's really close. Uh-huh. And there's a shot in V.S. Dracula where he's like he's the shadows almost there, and he looks up and he's just standing in the doorway. Right. They almost do the reverse of it, but it's like he's he's close and he's not. It's they like, do a lot of shadow work in Nosferatu. And impo- it's like impossibly like close. Well, one thing one thing I'll say, and I real I, I watched Nosferatu, um, uh, in preparation for this, and I think. It's a really impressive movie, and it's an important movie, and it's a movie to appreciate. But I didn't—I would almost put it more in the ugly realm, personally. Just just because the Hutter yes. character, yeah, well, yes. I, I think, and I think it's a little slow. I mean, I, I do like I. It was it was one of my thirty-one days of horror before, and I don't know. But again, I think I think Bela Lugosi's Dracula is that's the definitive one. That accent, everything—that's what people think of when they think of Dracula. Even the Van Helsing character from that's amazing. I think it it is iconic. Well, and I but I do love Christopher Lee's Dracula movies too. So, all right, right. guys. Well, it has been. This has been a good episode. I this is this was a fun one to do. You're hunting Patrick yourself on the back. Mm -hmm. Well, no, I mean, I mean, Uh, I mean, I am being serious. Go ahead. (laughs) No, it was a good. It was a really good pick. Really good pick. Well, I think I think we. I I enjoyed this one with you guys. I mean, there's so many. Like we've just been saying, there's so many choices we could have chosen. And we did BS Dracula. Yes, yes. So uh, let's move on to uh, next pick. Which is yours. Which is my pick. All right. So October 21st, 2015 marks the day in Back to the Future 2 that they go to the future. It has been an important day for my life. I love Back to the Future. I love, uh, I might be showing my cards here. I don't care. But I love Back to the Future. It's an important part of my life. So I cannot go in this podcast without doing time travel movies. That's going to be a good one. We are going to do time travel movies. (laughs) We're going to do time travel movies. And here are my picks. Back to the Future. I will just say the first one for, for argument's sake. Back to the Future. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And tangents. Yes, yes, yes. that yes. makes me so, so happy. Excited. I did. So you were able to. Okay. Yes. All right, yes. So. Yes. Yes. Because I, 
Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so, so happy. <laughs> Topher and I reviewed that before. I'm so happy you're going to so, talk about it. It's a mystery science one. Be yes, sure to be is. with us. We're going to do our best to get this out on October 21st in celebration of Back to the Future Day. Uh, man, I'm excited. Stuff, yeah. <sighs> yes, <laughs> this is be a good one. That made my night, my day, my week, my month, Me everything. Too. Yes. That is so good. That All is right. so good. Okay. All right. So, um, guys, thanks for listening, and uh, be sure to be sure to rate and review uh, us on That's iTunes. Uh, that is uh, very important, and we love to hear from you guys. We seriously do. We want to know what we're doing good, what we're doing bad. Throw us out some picks. You want to hear about a certain <laughs> genre? See what we say. Let's do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because uh, there are a ton of vampire movies out there, and we want to hear your opinions. Uh, also, uh, check us out on Twitter at the Good Bad Podcast. Just Good Bad Podcast. I'm sorry. Yes, just at Good Bad Podcast. Yes. And on Facebook, and on Facebook, it's it's just awesome. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's just awesome.com. I think if you say it three times, people want to go to it, right? There you go. It. I think we just said our Head three. on. Apply directly to your forehead. Yeah. It's just awesome.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Yep. Have a good one. <laughs>